0: Overlapping with Wheel as he tries to turn on Downey. Downey got the better of him, lost his helmet in the process. Wheel down low it goes. A spectacular save from Jack Campbell.
1: You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings.
0: The Kings el pase, el disparo que es interceptado una vez más. Carter, otra vez Carter, y el gol.
1: Your host, Jesse Cohen.
2: Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. Let's get the official business out of the way first this time. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast. Recent episodes and subscription links can be found at LAKings.com slash podcasts. Now, <clears throat> when the Kings brought me in, we talked about things I should change in the transition from being an independent podcast to being the official podcast. to their everlasting credit, with the exception of commenting on ongoing legal matters, the Kings have never once attempted to influence or edit what I say. Uh, The only guiding rule I was ever given was be yourself and do the show you've always done. Having said all of that, uh, I am not Bob Miller. I will never be Bob Miller. If I'm lucky, I may someday be 50% of Bob Miller. But... One of my favorite things about Bob Miller was that he could be visibly upset when the Kings played poorly. Uh, he wouldn't hesitate to express his frustration when the team was giving a truly subpar performance. And so it is in that spirit of those Bob Miller moments that I bring you this episode of the podcast. We are here in the Bob Miller press box, high above the ice at Staples Center. Joining me now, Jack Jablonski. How are you doing tonight, Jack?
0: how are we doing jesse uh you know (laughs) i'm doing okay i'm doing a little bit better than you because of how long you've been a fan of this organization sure um but i'm not doing that well
2: (laughs) yeah look i warned you during the game that this was coming uh you did did. that game was jack (laughs) um
0: That's one way to describe it, Jesse. No,
2: look, I've had enough of saying I don't understand. I don't know. I don't get it. What's the mystery? Like, no, they played like, you know, I was down there during the second period. I went and sat in section 107. It's a completely different view of the game from the press box. Yep. They looked tired. They looked old. They looked disinterested. And what we saw last year makes me refuse to believe that this is a question of age or talent Mm -hmm. or energy level right like i'm in agreement i i do agree with that adrian kempe can't look old and tired right
0: (laughs) that's a a valid argument
2: it's one thing if you tell me that dion fanuff and dustin brown and jeff carter have been through the wars and you know suddenly without you know an explanation the scaffolding beneath them fell out and they're just that's it (laughs) they've fallen prey to the ravages of age alex Iafalo, adrian kempe uh sean walker Wagner. Derek Forber, yeah. Wagner, like these guys are not old. Okay, these guys yeah. have not been through hundreds if not thousands of games of NHL hockey, right? Yeah. Like there's no excuse for the for what we're watching right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to use the word effort because every time I do, there's always somebody out there to sort of say you're not the one who has to go out and strap the skates <laughs> on and you know blah blah blah. But they're not they are playing like garbage. I mean, they are last place in the league. They're allowing the first goal in seventy-five percent of their games. It's not a recipe for success. No. I mean last <laughs> season it was sixty and they were lucky to make the playoffs, let's face it. And they were giving yeah. up and they were giving up their first goal sixty percent of the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you wanna know why they're in last place? It's because when they finally manage to score a game tying goal, they give up the lead 10 fifty-three seconds later. Seconds
0: later. <laughs> It was fifty-three. I thought it was last fifty-three seconds. I, I mean, to, and again
2: to a former king. Not that it's the end of the world. Not that they could have <laughs> known that. Not that they were on the ice and said like, "Oh, it's Wayne Simmons. I guess yeah. we'll lay down and make <laughs> you know pour salt directly into the wound." But <laughs> you know, um, it's unacceptable. I mean, it's just yeah. unacceptable.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how you want me to pick it up from here. <laughs> no, there's there. Uh, no, I understand, and I understand the frustration because. They played with fire last year, and they were able to get away with it. And by that, I'm refer- referencing the, the giving up the first goal. This year, you can't play with more fire at a higher rate and then expect to get the same result last year, especially when the roster's not the same, the the complexion of the, the chemistry isn't the same, you have a few new pieces in place. This is a whole different team, even though we have a core of it back. Uh, and I think that's a misconception that we see year in and year out, is oftentimes the best players can cancel each other out and it's a uh, it's up to the role players it's up to the the second or third line or or a goalie being hot in a game and and today none of that showed up
2: i'm going to pour on one more abysmal stat the kings have allowed at least one goal in each of the last 24 periods that's awful (laughs) that's ridiculous that's a goal a period for the last eight games (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, oh that's Wow. <laughs> this is the team that won the Jennings Trophy last year. Last year. That's the key word in the sentence, though. <laughs> I mean, it was six months ago.
2: Like, I mean, that's why I say I refuse to believe that this is a question of the team somehow instantly getting old overnight. Like, I don't want to hear yeah, that.
0: It's a combination of the quick injury. It's a combination of pieces. But at the end, of the same part of all this combination is a mystery of what the hell is going on.
2: We, we decided before this game that, that we would do a segment called What Went Wrong, where we would break down a single play. Yeah. Now, we're not going to do that right now, but I want to tell you, I was looking over the goals, trying to decide which one I wanted to focus on for what went wrong. Okay. So I was watching the fourth goal, the breakaway goal.
0: Oh, yeah. My commentary during that. <coughs> yeah, <it.
2: laughs> yeah. Here's here's what we both missed. Jake Muzzin is still in the offensive zone when the puck goes behind Campbell. Now, I get
0: it. <laughs> That's impossible. I
2: get it. He's joining the rush. They're desperate. They're down. They're trying to come back. But the turnover happens at the King's blue line, and Jake Muzzin is so deep in the attacking zone that by the time the Flyers have have made it through the neutral zone into their attacking zone and scored on Campbell, Jake Muzzin is still not yet out of his own defending zone. Now,
0: Well, to follow... Carry on.
2: Well, I just that's why i say it's unacceptable like i get it they're pressing but you so, can't just sell out your your goalie to
0: try and, and score two goals every night well to follow that up in a very identical situation i think three or four minutes prior the flyers had a breakaway which consisted of the two defensemen that allowed the breakaway were kovalchuk right and carter yeah uh, you pointed that one out to me. <laughs> The the two defensemen, were yeah. Dion Phaneuf screening in front of the net at the goal line yeah. in the offensive zone. No, and it's crazy. Uh, I believe it was Muzzin or Martinez. Uh, I think it was Martinez on the uh, roughly ar- around the dot. Yeah. Uh, but what? The- I mean, there's a lot of segments in this. What went wrong that we could have picked from tonight?
2: And what you just mentioned reminds me, because you can see if you go watch the replay, Martinez chugging his legs as hard as he can. And that's why you don't want to use the word effort, right? Because he's showing effort, but he put himself in that position to start with. If you're criminally out of position on 7 out of 10 plays, (laughs) yeah, you're going to look like you're putting in effort to cover up for it. (laughs) Um, It's just, I mean, every time they should have shot, they passed. Every time they should have passed, they shot. Every time the defenseman should have hung back, they joined the rush. Every time they should have joined the rush, they hung back.
0: Sounds, I mean, like, we, sounds like a lot went wrong, Jesse.
2: Everything. <laughs> I mean, every possible thing.
0: It, it's And it ultimately started with the five-on-three. You do such a yeah. great job to create a penalty in the first few minutes of the game. You followed it up with another a hooking penalty in front of your own net because you created a great scoring opportunity. And then for the next minute and 40 seconds on a five-on-three, you took two attempted shots. And you've got a bunch of guys that have a cannon out there, have the ability to set up a backdoor play, but it just seems like they were playing hot potato and say, no, you take the shot. And no one ever did. It was so frustrating because uh, you look at this and let's be honest, the crowd was not insanely full tonight. But the best way to get your crowd into it is an early goal or early scoring opportunities. And they wasted all of that completely.
2: There's a there's a philosophy um, that if you have a, a terrible power play, that it's actually better you know it's better for your opponent that you have a, a lousy power play than just spending two minutes at even strength, right? Because it gives, yeah, them gives them confidence, all the momentum, it gives that's... them swagger, whatever word you mm-hmm. want to use. And that's a hundred percent what we saw in the first ten minutes of that first period,
0: right? Very much so. Not Which only
2: did the Kings not capitalize,
0: the tables turned the second yeah. that game went back to five on five.
2: And, I mean, they were being outshot 2-1 to through the first 30 minutes of the game. Yep. Um, They've managed to scrape together a little bit of momentum. They score, you know, a goal but then give up the lead. They scramble back. Um, You know, I could spend 20 minutes talking about what an outrage that kicked in goal call was. um, But I don't – but who cares, right? Like, they didn't deserve to win tonight anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. for the record, though, that was a garbage call. That was a kick. I don't care yeah, if the that's stick a rule, was in the way or not. Yeah, that's a rule that I think needs to be changed. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so what? You know, so then they yeah. would have made it two to two, and then there needs,
1: there needs to be a revision. Carlin, bath everybody.
2: It. Hey, everybody.
1: <laughs> um, thanks for having me here. I just snuck in here. Uh, but there, there needs to be a special revision or an asterisk to that because what happens if you kick the stick? Yeah, he's kicking the stick. It wasn't just a, a kick with the his own skate that then bounced off of our player's stick. No, he kicked the stick, which pushed the puck into the net. Say what you will. I don't know.
2: No, by the spirit of the law, you're 100% correct. I mean, it was a distinct distinct kicking motion that led to the puck crossing the goal line. Just
1: have another little line item underneath goals that are disallowed and why and just make up a new thing now because that wasn't in the book, and I don't. Agree with that
2: call, Jack. You may be a little bit too young to remember the Sean Avery standing in front of Martin Brodeur, waving his arms. Oh, no, no, I remember? Okay. <laughs> <that. laughs> oh my God. That, <laughs> give
0: say what you want. I am all for that. That they, is amazing.
2: I agree, <laughs> but they changed the rule the next day because it was because they were like, "No, you can't do that," and they not changed the that. rule.
0: That's a, that should be a part of hockey. Say what you want. He's. He's being an idiot. No, I I agree. Like, if you want to turn the other way and not pay attention to what's going on in the ice, (laughs) by all means, take your chance.
2: But my point is the league has no problem changing a rule. Yeah. Like,
0: the the the, day something happens. The stick was literally just, it was like a piece of paper between the the skate and the puck, and it went into the net because of it. It it was a, but you do bring up the point, is does it really matter? No. They didn't deserve to win this game. They got outplayed bad. Uh, against a team that uh, was four and seven coming into the west uh, west coast trip they beat anaheim i believe it was last night if not the night before and then they come up here and, and he after the first five on three after the first five minutes they manhandled the kings and it, it's just disappointing and, it, and it's you know that that stupid saying of i'm not mad i'm just disappointed that your father would say or something <laughs> uh, but at this point I'm not mad because these this is unfortunately the expectations we've come to see early in this year. I am mad. <laughs> That's fair. I, I spent the yeah, first ele- you've, you've spent your whole life in this organization. No, look, I, I understand the, that. I spent
2: the first 11 or 10 games being disappointed because they come out they lose to San Jose in, in a shootout loss or was overtime whatever. But you go like okay, San Jose is going to be a good team. They took them to overtime, good fine whatever. Um, they beat Detroit. Okay, great. They lose to Winnipeg. Okay, fine. Yep. You know they beat Montreal, but then losing to Ottawa was a punch in the stomach. Losing to Toronto. Okay, fine. Understandable, right? But the obviously the Islanders game, the Buffalo game, the Minnesota game, the Dallas game—garbage, garbage, garbage, garbage. Haywire. They get Brown back, and all of a sudden you think for one second, okay, fine. It was the Rangers. It was another crummy team. They had almost identical records, and then this—it's a—it's a—they just revert right back and it wasn't even like one of the games that they lost where at least they outshot the other team or you could say well they don't have brown they don't have quick they don't have whatever 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 like i said (laughs) this is not a team of guys on the cusp of retiring this is a team that won the jennings trophy last season they made the playoffs andre copator had 90 plus points dustin brown had 29 goals or whatever it was You know, Alex Iafalo hustled into every corner and broke up every play. Drew Dowdy was a Norris finalist. (laughs) Like,
0: what I think, and obviously I can sense your frustration as everyone is who's probably listening to this podcast as well, is this is the exact roster that we would have expected to make a run for the playoffs other than quick. And that's where it's so alarming because the four goals that they gave up today and. Not including the empty netter, were not on Campbell. He played pretty well to my, in my opinion. He was on top of things. He squared the pucks up. His rebounds were in control. He wasn't kicking anything out to to the center of the zone. Every goal was a backdoor or a breakaway that he was just left out to dry, and that's an effort problem. And yeah, I understand the 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 whole don't say effort thing, but it just looked like they were like, eh, you know what? Whatever. Jack Campbell didn't tell Derek Forward to turn around
2: <laughs> halfway into the. Oh gosh, yes. You <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna. Did get you to post that. that. No, we're gonna break Please, that. We're gonna break that, that one too. Please. Now. Please. That's the oh. goal. We're doing for what well went wrong because there's too many things. Okay. Um, I'm fine with that. That is. It's <laughs> amazing. The point is Jack Campbell isn't isn't you know brainwashing his blue liners to leave him out to dry <laughs> we're gonna pivot really quickly uh and try and focus on some positive carlin Bath was kind enough to join us um
1: thank you i don't
2: want to make her sit here while we gripe all night long
1: it's okay
2: uh carlin we were gonna uh do a segment this year we still will yeah uh king of the net yeah uh, and we're not talking about goalies we're talking about the internet and, right. uh, and who had the best week in social media now, right we're going to pretend for a brief moment that we're following the Rangers win and everything's fine and we're all positive again.
1: So today didn't happen. <laughs>
2: exactly. Excuse <laughs> me while I cough into the mic. Okay. <clears throat> but um, last night was Halloween. Yes. Which is my absolute favorite holiday. It, yes. Wow, what's going on with my voice <clears> here? <throat> Sounds like I'm about to cry.
1: I might have to take over the podcast. You if might. Jesse dies right now. I'm sure
2: there's plenty of people <laughs> who'd be thrilled if you did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But for me, Halloween is like Christmas, Thanksgiving, and New Year's all wrapped into one. Are I, you I nuts? I love it. No, I love Wait, it. Wait, what? It's very complicated story. I won't get into it. I love Halloween.
1: No way. To... I want to hear that story sometime no, you, because I put a bowl of candy outside my front door oh. and turned all the lights off See, and say, I sit, do not come to my I house. I sit on
2: the porch. I don't, oh even, my gosh. I don't even have the kids knock knock on the door or ring the doorbell. I sit there with a big, giant bowl of candy, and I make them perform. You
1: do have a heart. I love Halloween.
2: <laughs> I love It's great. Oh. So, But the players obviously love Halloween, too. Yes. And they took the social media, showing yes. off their costumes. Yes. So who had the best costume?
1: I thought jake muzzin as chewbacca
2: full body chewbacca (laughs) costume maybe
1: was one of the best halloween costumes that i saw uh close runner up though was brodzinski yeah who went as dwight from the office Mm -hmm. and his partner went as angela which was killer and then a third goes to adrian yeah being a happy little tree painting. Yep.
2: The look <laughs> oh on his face gosh. in that shot too. just was
1: I'm not a happy little tree, yeah. but here I am.
2: And Amadio was uh Bob was Bob Foster. Yeah, Ross. Yeah. I
1: keep calling Bob, Bob Foster,
2: Fox. which is the Bob
1: Foster. The
2: a mayor from Long Beach. But Bob anyway.
1: Boy. <laughs> Not him.
2: No, no. So, are we uh, comfortable naming Jake Muzzin as uh, our very first King of the King of the Net for the week?
1: If we're we gonna need a better name, I've, I've got a couple retroactive King of the Nets, oh, okay, though, please. because I, we were planning on doing this for the past yeah. what three weeks or yeah, so. Something like so, that. So, so we'll give it to Jake Muzzin for this week. Okay. Previously, that week is going to go to Francisco X Rivera. Sure. Because he posted a picture mm-hmm. of him inside of the King's practice rink locker room and said new profile pic (laughs) he actually made it his new profile pic because think about how many people do (laughs) that they go new profile pic and they're just being like cheeky and like oh i'm saying a cool internet thing he actually posted it and made it his new profile pic
2: (laughs) there was there were some people online also wondering he posted a photo of himself in front of the rink wearing a jersey yeah with the gretzky era you know chevy logo right but it was uh it wasn't didn't look from, like i'd never seen that jersey before sure. and a lot of people were speculating that maybe it was the king's third jersey aha uh-huh. i want to make it perfectly clear to everybody that is not the it's king's from third his father, jersey correct yeah okay. exactly right yeah. it was the one Atlas his dad gave podcast. thank you very much
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then i've got one more okay. for, the, for the first week okay. i, I would have chosen nate thompson for posting his two-year sobriety chip mm-hmm. from aa that was just so impressive for him to, you know, he's opened up with his teammates, with people close to him. For him to just put that out there into the universe and say, this is something I'm proud of, that is so impressive. Social media far too often is so, you know, look at this and look at that, and it's such a facade. But that was a very real, incredible thing that, I mean, I I look up to, and I think that that's incredible. So, he was my first king of the week. And
2: he actually dressed uh, like somebody from Harry Potter,
1: the, the Harry Potter. He was. Oh, he the, was the Harry, the, Pot- was I Harry didn't, Potter? Uh, I didn't
2: see if he have had a seen, scar or not. Have you I just seen saw it? the robes.
1: You've seen Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, sure. He was Harry Potter. Yeah, I've read yeah. all the books. You have? Yeah. Oh, I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> uh, um. whoa. <laughs> I think I'd be like a Gryffindor. Yeah, uh, I, I took the like. test.
2: The test told me Ravenclaw.
1: Oh, so weird. What are you going to do? Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad it didn't say Slytherin. Yeah, anyway.
1: Jack's like a Hufflepuff, don't you think? No. What?
0: That's what I was given in like eighth grade or something. Really? I'll take it. No, man. Jack's Jack's brave.
2: All right. Anyway, now this is a podcast uh, about Harry Potter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Those were my King of the Nets. All right. Well, Three weeks it. retroactive. Perfect. There perfect.
2: you go. All right, Jack. Let's do it. Let's go ahead and break down uh, what went wrong. I'm going to pull up this goal. Have fun. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, guys. All right, Jack. So we just watched Provorov score. You're laughing, You're trying very hard <laughs> not to to be professional, and I assume a little bit kind to me. Uh, but okay, so we've got the Kings trying to clear the zone is uh, how this play starts. Only green product is able to get it to set up at Forbert. is stopped and Wees has it moving the other way. So where does this where does this start wrong? Uh, Forbert fails to clear the zone. Provorov goes in on the break. He's on the right wall. Forbert is chasing him. We've got Marti uh, not Martinez, sorry. Uh Foley. a few strides behind Forbert. Pearson coming straight down the high slot covering what appears to be Simmons. And I believe that's Dowdy with his back to the net at the at the very top of the the left faceoff circle we spanning holding waiting centering they score Ivan Provorov buries it
0: well well here's where you have the the two problems here and what went wrong is to start on the zone entry after the turnover you still have numbers it's four on three right but the problem is is that forbert uh and the, the here's the first problem is forbert turns to backwards uh transitions to backwards by about the top of the circle and then proceeds right as he reaches the top of the yeah which circle. proceeds to be useless because at that time when he transitioned the the player tried to shoot the puck. yeah so what are you doing? because you're not near the play and you're not taking something away because Carter's already got the the trailer behind him. So he instead of chasing the puck ch- uh, chasing after the puck carrier, Decides to double cover someone and in the NHL that's not really that valuable He just leaves the puck holder wide open to do whatever he wants and as as he gets closer to the net The next problem becomes Tyler Toffoli is about a step behind I believe Provorov Who ends up being the goal scorer and as the whiff happens on the shot Luis is going to tell you it was all by design A little fan there to fake out the
2: opponent Probably not but it ends up in the net. That's all that matters.
0: He proceeds to find a open defenseman with a step on um, Toffoli, and Toffoli's stick is just in the wrong area because he wanted stick on stick, (laughs) or at least in the passing lane, and he had neither. He was behind him, and the stick was on the wrong side. Ultimately, that led to the passing lane and Campbell's on his knees facing the puck carrier um, that entered the zone instead of the backdoor pass.
2: So as they gain the zone, you're right. You can see they have numbers. The Kings are set up in a, a... A decent box, right? They've got two men going up the middle, uh Forbert and and Carter covering each covering a man on the right hand side. Mm -hmm. And then you're right, right as uh right as Forbert reaches the top of the face-off circle, right as the the flyer loads up for a shot at the face-off dot, rather than pressure the man or go for a rebound or cover space, Forbert sort of inexplicably (laughs) slowly Turns around, uh, leaving. Now we have three men in a line, and you have uh, Pearson covering his guy on the on the far.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, see, and that's where the problem is, is because he transitioned to go to backwards and then decided to double cover someone uh, at the top of the circle. He left the passing lane wide open down yep. the middle t- to the where the goal scorer was, and, and that's just that's it's hard to fathom because you're the one who's supposed to be chasing the guy with the puck, and he just opted to let the guy who is you know, they say the, the man coming down without the puck is the most dangerous guy. Well, the second most dangerous guy is the guy with the puck. <laughs> right. And he just said, mm, you know what? I'm going to take this guy that Jeff Carter has already draped all yeah. over of.
2: And and as you say, he whiffs on the shot. The flyer does. Yep. Um, Forward's giving him time and space. So now, yep. right, everybody's bit on the the shot attempt, yep. which wasn't, it, it wasn't was a, just, a clever attempt. He just whiffed no, he on just it. He just
0: whiffed on it. But was what made it so effective yeah. is because he was actually trying to shoot the puck. Campbell goes down to make that save. Half a second later he gains position, uh possession and possession, looks up and Provorov's got a step on uh Toffoli and is got the stick positioning on Toffoli as well. Yeah. And he has about ninety two point seven percent of the net to shoot at.
2: Yeah, and I was wrong, it wasn't Dowdy, it was Walker. So maybe you want to say, oh, Okay, yeah, yeah. Walker might have, you know, should have done a better job of deflecting that pass or breaking it up. But it doesn't matter because you have again, Provorov coming in Mm-hmm. virtually unchecked. Toffoli's just too far yeah. behind him at this point.
0: Ultimately, the lane shouldn't have been there, right. and, it, and it was. And they're both in the – to my knowledge, the Flyers are an NHL team, and they can make those passes. Yeah,
2: and unfortunately – so there we go. Provorov puts the puck in the back of the net. Unfortunately, the play, the replay doesn't go back far enough to show Forbert turning the puck over, but we can kind of see right here at the, at the beginning of the play, Forbert is already – a stride or two behind the the puck carrier uh
0: it's 22 on the flyers Mm -hmm. yeah and, and and for anyone listening to the podcast i highly recommend you go back and look at it just to get a better sense of uh where positionally someone should be defensively even on a turnover when you can be caught out of position because at the end of the day you have to be able to put pressure on the puck carrier and not let him walk all the way into three feet within the net because you know as Statistically speaking, closer you are to the net, the higher chance you have at scoring a
2: goal. I'm gonna show you real quick the uh the last goal that I talked about where Jake Muzzin is still in the offensive zone just, oh because, just it's, because it's another but it's another example of the Kings uh, attempting to,
0: oh, to move I the, didn't even realize that was oh my that was Muzzin. He was yeah. a he was a putt carrier who yeah. Who failed to get the puck in the zone. He's not even the
2: carrier. He's the
0: support man. Oh, he is support the support man. You can man. see the,
2: the carrier's got his back to the bench there. Yeah. Fails to gain the zone. The Flyers create a turnover at their own blue mm-hmm. line. And Muzzin oh. is so far committed to moving forward and advancing the play. You'll see on the uh, – mm-hmm. sorry for those listening at home who cannot see what we're watching. But go
0: on.
1: Go look mm-hmm. at it. It's
0: It's definitely worth checking out because, <laughs> A, it gives a better sense of how, how bad of a night tonight went. Yeah. But at the same time – Well, again, I guess who cares because it's not like he ever had a shot at doing anything about it. The problem here is, though, uh, right before – so we're looking at the the fourth goal. Yeah, the fourth goal, which is a breakaway. And uh, three seconds before the puck ended up being turned back over and giving him the breakaway, I said to you that was very close to being a 2-on-0. And then they proceeded to return the puck over when Martinez just – failed to recognize that there was someone wide open behind him and he just kept trying to push the play and again I understand that you're down you have to try to try to create scoring chances but you're the last man back and your defensive partner is the furthest from the net that you need to be so uh, I lied we yeah. are going to break this one down because yeah we <laughs> why not right it's so, tonight's gone so well so uh,
2: the the Kings circle back in their zone they've just given up another I mean I think this was five seconds after the play you were talking about, if not Mm. something like that.
0: Very close to a 2-on-0. Kings circle
2: back. The puck comes to, I believe, Ia follow at the basically right at the blue line on the right boards. Um, Now, generally speaking, and correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. um, This was one of the strengths of of the quote unquote boring, horrible Daryl Sutter system. And this is why I get (laughs) mad when people say the Kings are playing the same system. Yeah. When the Kings were good. (laughs) Yep. They would support the puck carrier. Always. And and yep. as I was always taught, what that meant was having if the puck carrier is moving forward, you have another guy two or three strides behind him, yep, supporting him. Yeah, so that if there's outlet. a turnover, yep, or you know, or disaster, you yep. have a guy in between the puck and the net. Now Muzzin, at this point, ideally as a defenseman, should be the supporting player behind Iafalo, attempting to gain the zone.
0: It was the opposite.
2: They're down by two goals. They're trying everything. I get it. Iafalo gets the puck, tries to chip it forward to Muzzin. Muzzin now becomes the attacker. The problem is that leaves absolutely zero people playing the support position because I fall is flat footed Mm. trying to sort of chip the puck up. Yeah, there's a turnover. Philly's pressing. And as I mentioned, Jake Muzzin is now by the time Giroux gets the puck, you know, three strides into his own attacking zone. Jake Muzzin is now circling around, turning back, Mm. leaving Martinez all by himself to try and catch up to Giroud, Yeah, and it's... And they were cherry-picking a bit, I grant you. Yeah, no, but... I understand.
0: They are cherry-picking because they were four checking hard, Yeah, and so it's not like, oh, it's a cheap move to cherry-pick. Well, you're trying to put the game away as well. That being said, it's a, it's a little unfair to say this is Martinez's... Sorry, it was Brown is... that turned it over, no, not no I. No worries. Fall. It's, it's unfair <laughs> to say this is Martinez's fault. Oh, not at all. Be, well, slightly, though. All right. Because <laughs> he... You know, when you are the last man back, sure. you have to, A, realize that, and, B, make sure that no matter what you can prevent, you know, worst case scenario. He was also pressing, or at least in the mindset of I'm going to press too. And right. voila, here we are, 4-2, empty or 5-2. And that leads us to this podcast of talking about how frustrated we are with the Kings.
2: So let me ask you this, um, because I've I've never sat in a, a coaching session. I've never received okay. any sort of yeah, you yeah. Know, visual. Yeah. But, but my... I was always, ta- or I always believed, watching hockey, yeah. that if you are in a position like Martinez is, where you're the last mm-hmm. man back and it's yep. an odd rush, you just stay in the center of the ice yes, because that's always. where you're going to be most effective.
0: Yep. Well, it cuts off the far side of the ice, right. and you have the ability to prevent anyone from cutting up the other side solely because you're in the middle and you're not too far away from everyone else. In this case, you have Martinez, who's not lollyganging, but he's he's looking offensively and he loops around and then you catch him about probably yeah. 60% of the way towards the far side which in ter- in turn wouldn't if he was where you you know would want him to be aka in the middle of the ice he can prevent that pass but unfortunately with him he wasn't able to because he found himself a little bit out of position right. but at the same time it's a little bit tough solely because you know that you need to score a goal. And Martinez and Muzzin, between the two, Martinez is the more offensive-minded and more offensive-talented guy. Right. Uh, so in reverse roles, maybe it would have been better just because they're a little bit more comfortable in the opposite uh, positions that they were playing on this play. Uh, but he's a defenseman. He's been in the NHL for how many years now? Six, seven. So it's still a play that you know you don't want to make and you don't want to see. But that's just kind of how this year is going. So yeah, well.
2: and watching it again, Giroux is so deep in the offensive zone. If he if he had waited, if he had yeah. held back and cut, you know, yeah. But Giroux also had a hundred something
0: points last year. No, so he and well, it's, it's just an, it's an example <laughs>
2: yeah. of of you know losing hockey building on itself, right? If you're not down by two goals, you're not taking these risks. You're not getting Com- that far out of position, totally. et cetera. Et no, stuff.
0: that that's that's a great way to finish this one off. Just yeah. because you have to take risks when you don't want to, you know, otherwise. You're just not a good team if you keep taking risks over and over and over. Well, I got news for you, Jack.
2: They're 31st out of 31 teams. They are by definition not a good team. Desperate. Um, it's it's disappointing. It's infuriating. And and I, I want to say this because, you know, I, I take this sort of stance of being a professional fan. I'm fortunate enough that I'm not paying to watch these games, right? Yeah. I'm I'm sitting up here in the press box. The Kings have been mm-hmm. very kind to me if i had paid to buy a ticket to tonight given how the season has gone i would be i would be outraged i would be i would be one of those fans going to the message boards and saying crazy things
0: and i think that has to do with where we were last year just because of the expectations coming into this year the signing of Ilya kovalchuk um uh, a healthier roster going into camp until the brown injury came about Mm -hmm. Um, a young core of of guys that had the potential to you know make an impact on this season in a positive manner and not just be temporary fixes. So yeah, no, I, I do agree with that. And it, it is frustrating because I think all of us said, yeah, the Kings are definitely in the opportunity to to compete for a cup if they can stay healthy. And this is again probably about a month ago because clearly that's not the mindset <laughs> we have right now. No. But what I might add is, you know, the players you know, this roster hasn't changed too much and, and I know I said the opposite about you know it's a different team you know 20 30 minutes ago but at the same time your your, your big money players have to put up the points that re, you know reflect the, how much they're getting paid and that's not happening either yet and that's I think just you know it, it really is just an add-on to everything that's gone wrong this year. I'm gonna add one more awful statistic to this before we go. Ooh, can I add one too? Sure. Jude
2: Dowdy, 30 minutes, zero shots. Oh, I didn't need to hear that. <laughs> um, before Jonathan Gwickle was placed on long-term injured reserve, the Kings made a handful of moves. They sent Wagner and Walker down to Ontario for a day. They recalled Rempel and Brickley and then sent them back down the following morning. And then Wagner back up. Yeah. Uh, at some point, I, I don't, I didn't follow the timeline exactly, but at some point in the last day, the Kings were within $14,150 of the cap ceiling. So for all of those people who want to know if they can trade Muzzin for Nylander, if they can, you know, somehow smuggle Voinov out of Russia back into the lineup, all of these fixes that that everybody's trying to figure out, um, no, you can't. You know, they have five point eight million to play with, or they have a prorated five point eight million to play with for however long Jonathan Quick is out of the lineup. But Assuming he comes back, you know, whenever he comes back, and we'll talk about that later, I suppose. Yeah. Um, they're back in this cap crunch, so it's not like
0: you can go out and get a big no. name because the second you do, the, then you're... the
2: lineup isn't going to change that much. Um, yeah, can't. But something has to. For Jack Jablonski and Carlin Bayth, I'm Jesse Cohen. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. We'll talk to you soon.